With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and the Always Smiling Faces podcast. And um, boys, look at that. Bang on time tonight. Who would have thought? That has to be Couldn't the first time ever, I think. Well, I think I think we might have to play in Bestie. Um <laughs> for the reason why we're normally late. Um this tends to, to be what happens when, when somebody is missing, we tend to blame them. Used to came with tons of abuse yesterday. Um <laughs> Yeah. We just had a little Dig at yours now and again. Uh, but I said about that, the better. <clears throat> hashtag be kind. Eh? Uh, hashtag be kind. Uh, boys, how are you two? I'm fantastic, to be honest with you. I feel fat Good. as butter. Yeah. Got tits like Jordan, but I'm all right. <laughs> and, you, and you, Mark? Did you did you have a heavy meal? Oh, mate. Tons of them. Honestly, man. Like <laughs> even, even this morning, right from your breakfast, I went in the fridge and there were still loads of burgers and kebabs and that of yesterday. So I was just, yeah, great, get them on there. It's just, uh, yeah. Not good, like. So we are here tonight just to just have a general chat. To be honest with you, um, yesterday me and Bestie done were live watch along, and we've done an instant reaction as well. Dega joined us very briefly for the instant reaction uh, before we went live. Uh, Dega, how many cans did you have yesterday? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> you were slurring like mad. Was I? I didn't aye. think I was that drunk. To oh, be honest, mate, that, um, really bad. Aye. I think I had about. Well, I, I definitely had 15 because the box was gone and I was only drinking them myself. But then I had some whiskey and I had some gin as well. So, yeah, I was rocking and rolling. Like, Still managed to put my children to bed, though. So, you know, it wasn't that bad. Uh, <laughs> I put one in the bed in the shed. like. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no. I, I, to be honest, I was hoping you were on. That When I called, I was hoping you were on. I could join in. But if you say that was that bad, then maybe it's a good idea. Mate, you are gone. Absolutely gone. Not going to lie. Did you have a good day yesterday, Mark? I did, yeah. It was nice to to get back to having a, a bit of normality and uh, spending times with with uh, friends in in their actual company rather than seeing them virtually. Yeah, we, we'll hopefully have days like that soon. 
Hopefully, mate. Hopefully, I don't think don't think we're far off. I don't think we will be. Um, whether or not we'll go back to the pub is a whole new story because I think the way things are going at the minute, it is pretty good doing these live things. But we'll see what is in store in the future because things may change. Um, let's get down to the game. Um, I'm assuming both of you watched that yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. A bit, be a bit difficult if we didn't like, wouldn't it? It would be. I'm sure we could fi- find something else to talk about, mate. Don't worry about that. Um, so, um, line of duty. Hi, <laughs> hi. Um, at the start of the game, um, there was questions in regards to not necessarily the formation, um, but I think players playing in certain positions. Real Craft playing centre back. Um, I've seen a lot of things. Obviously, now that the dust has settled, and we did come out with a point. A lot of people saying, "Why? Why isn't Clark playing?" I think. I'm pretty sure you will be in agreement with me. Yeah, like, but there must have been a reason why Clark wasn't playing. He must must have picked up some sort of knock or some sort of injury prior to the game, which puts him on the bench. I'm not sure if you've got any other opinion of it just Bruce being daft as usual. It's a strange one, isn't it? Because if you if you, you think if you if you're fit enough to be on the bench, you're, you're fit enough to play some part in it, and we we know he's. He, he plays reasonably well in in that back three. I guess with them bringing in Dummett, it, it would mean that Clark's going to have to play kind of out of position, either in the middle of the three or to the right of the three, which mm-hmm. which would, I guess, suit him. Whereas Kraft, with being that right-sided player, is is more suited to playing on the, the right side, um, albeit not normally in a three. But yeah, a bit of, a, bit of an odd one. Um, and Wes, Wes Fernandez. What, what um, has happened to Fetty? Apparently, apparently he's picked up uh, a knock in training as well. Because uh, we have seen photos of him the last last couple of weeks back in training, haven't we? We've actually saw photos of him in training. I, I don't think there's anything to, to look into that, if I'm being honest. I think if we were going to nitpick at that, then I, I, Bruce knows he's, he's the best centre-back. He has to. Um, so if he was fit, you would 100% expect him to start. So I think that, that probably is just a, an England injury, probably. Decker, thoughts on it? Um, well, the, the thoughts on Clark, um, he ha- would have played it nationally, didn't he? And the, the, am I right in thinking? Yeah. And um, I mean, I'm not saying he's maybe picked up a knock, but obviously Dummett hasn't played it nationally. He's had that full time off. Um, I was going to say maybe they've done some work on the training ground, which, but I, I'll not go down that route. Weren't there, mate? Um, I haven't been yeah, there. <laughs> so I was just thinking maybe maybe he's think he's had more time with Dummett to be able to like set the team up the way that he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you've just mentioned there, I mean, of course, you would rather have Clark at centre-half, but that would mean him playing the right side of Lascelles, which is just a disaster. So, you know, I kind of get it. I'll be honest with you, I, I had had a lot of drink. I, I did see the, the team sheet and I thought I was thrilled to see some of the changes that were there. Mm-hmm. However, I did struggle. I think I even messaged you, I was going, where exactly is all this going to play? I was a little bit unsure if I would line up, but I was thrilled at the changes that i seen, though. Yeah, so it, we're kind of back in that diamond formation, weren't we? Sorry, yeah, what was but I, go on, Mark. The diamond. I was saying the, the the players when I kind of seen it, it, it looked like it gave you a bit of bit of fluidity in the formation with like the the personnel that you had there to be able to to go. Because like when you you look at it, you could have played four across the the back and played a four four two. You could have played three three at the back, the five at the back, as we we kind of ended up going with. So it, it was looking at that and thinking, well. You know, does it does it allow it to make some changes? Which, uh, again, we, we don't normally see Bruce making changes during the game, so it's maybe maybe a little bit of wishful thinking. And when you're looking at the formation there, but it it does it does give you options having having those players there in that starting eleven. Yeah, that's what, a good what, point, Mark. Which I haven't really 
thought too much into but what the clientele that was on the field if if you are going to make any form of in-game changes in in relation to formation then there's a lot of players there that can slot in in certain positions um yeah, obviously yeah. with Murph, murphy and richie being the, the two prime examples for that one exactly yeah yep yeah. that's it push them forward into midfield and then you've got your, your ready-made back four with dummett going to left back and Kraft going to right back I think Sky as well, on the build-up, when Sky were doing the formation, they had three at the back. I mean, best we were watching that. Straight away went, no, that's the 100% five at the back. You could just tell by by the players there. I'm not sure what, what Sky formation they put on, but it definitely wasn't anything that how we were going to set up. Um, but yeah, Dega, you mentioned that there's, there's a couple of players that you were happy to see come back into the team. Which players were they? Uh, I was thrilled to see um, Richie come back in. Um, and I'm not just saying that in hindsight, because I know... It's always sometimes you know easy to, to to speak about it after the game when the person has played well, but um, like my dad was here and we're having a bar, and my dad's favourite player is Richie. He just loves him, you know. And um, I was really happy to see him back in. I was thrilled that Hendrick wasn't on. Um, equally as pleased that I seen Longstaff back in the team. It's been a long time coming, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one will shock you. I was absolutely yeah, thrilled <laughs> to see Murphy in the team. Thrilled to see Murphy yeah. in because. Every time I've seen him recently, listen, if he's a Premier League player, that's a different argument, right? But the one thing he'll give away is pace, energy, and I think we can all agree he can put a decent cross in the box. You know, he, and, and he yeah. did that really well yesterday as well. So I was really it's, happy it's with them three that. changes. Decker, I think with Murphy as well, I think Murphy could could have two attempts and, and completely fail at getting the, the, the box into the box, yeah, the ball into the box, but he'll try a third time. He'll try a fourth time. He'll try a fifth. He just doesn't stop. And credit to him because there's a lot of players that that in that sort of situation where where they're not getting um, the, the best of games, they'll they'll just stop and they won't want the ball. They'll go hiding. It's the opposite with Murphy. It, it, it's surprising. Well, we've talked about this quite a bit, haven't we? That every time he's came on, he's made a difference. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly, I'll, I'll go back to the um, the Aston Villa game when we drew one one. He came off the bench hit the bar, or the post, I think it was the bar, sorry. Uh, then he set up Lascelles minutes later. And I thought, if anything's, you know, you've done something to deserve a start in the next game. Next game rocks around and he wasn't starting. And you really start a question then, like, what has a player got to do on the pitch to warrant getting a start in, 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 in games to come? Um, so I was really pleased. Just to go back on what Mark said, you, you were saying that you thought it could be a back four. Am I, am I right in suggesting you know, that you thought it would be Lascelles and Kraft and then Murphy? No, right no, back? I, I'm, I'm saying no? it gave you, it, it gave you, with with the players that were picked, it gave you that ability. If you needed to change the form, formation during the game, you you could easily do it by pushing um, Murphy and Richie up in the midfield and then having Kraft at right back and dumbing it left with um, Lascelles and. Which be exactly Lascelles. with who? I mean, there's three. no one else there. There isn't another centre half. That's, uh, that's the point I was thinking. Well, that's why I got confused All right, because aye, aye. that when I texted you, I knew we couldn't be playing four at the back because I was like, "Well, I haven't gone." You know what I mean? And that's when I was starting to worry. However, again, on the formation, I'll just touch on. I mean, <laughs> he said he wouldn't play five at the back again, and then we went to the four, and then now we've went back to the five. I mean, <laughs> it's just a bit all over the place. Now, having said all of that, what I've just said, but I've sat here and said to you both that. I do think it's important to have a game plan game by game. That's some mm-hmm. games, if you're playing West Brom at home, you'll go four at the back. Other times where you might be a little bit um, worried about your opponent, you might go five at the back. Um, and I still think if you go five at the back, you hope hoping Murphy and Richie will give you more going the other way. 
yeah. and I do feel yesterday in times that happened. I think that's the, the the reason that Murphy hasn't been getting his game because the formation that we've been playing in recent weeks hasn't, hasn't suited him. It hasn't it hasn't lent itself to having having wingers there, has it? Whereas by playing the the the, th- the three centre halves with your wing backs and. It means that they can do exactly as you've just said, Decker, push push on and, and get that bit of width and yep. and get balls in the box. And hey, it, it definitely worked because you know the, the they were both both the wide players were involved in in the goals. Um there was many chances that came from from both sides as well. So it mm. uh, it it's I don't know whether like having having Murphy in that, that wing back role, whether whether you would necessarily play that against somebody that is where they they are playing, somebody on the left hand side, like their left hand side, that's going to get at you and really put you under pressure, like you know, uh, having having a winger coming at you. Um, he's he's much better going forward, I guess, than than having to worry about going going backwards and yeah. and defending too much. I mean, mm. he, 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 the thing is, he has pace, but I also think he has a will to track back as well. I mean, let, let's just flip the argument here and look at Saint Maxim. Saint Maxim's got bags of pace, right? But he doesn't want to do the groundwork going backwards. And you know, sometimes that you have to just hold your hands up and admit that's the type of player you are. Almiron, for example, is the opposite of that. Almiron will chase back for you and work hard. And I know Murphy might not be, you know, an out and out right back here or a wing back. However, I do think he works hard though. I, I, you know, he fills back in where he can. Um, and Dave, the comment at the bottom there that you put up, Chris, was was spot on that every time he gets the ball, he looks to beat a man. And mm-hmm. Too many times when we've watched us recently, nobody's willing to do that. They just pass sideways or hit it long. No one's physically prepared to try and beat a man, um, yeah. which is it's it's refreshing to see someone try. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll put the comment back up there. It wasn't the one from Dave. It was another one from from Daniel Van der Put there that says both Murphy and Richie need a run of games. Um, I, I kind of agree with that to, to a certain um, extent because now what we've got eight games left, and how many changes did we make? Going into to the game at the weekend, four, five. There was quite a few. There was quite yeah, a few yeah. changes. Gale was that in money as well. Gale so, was so in one, money. Yeah. yeah, once again, it, it's it's a change, um, a lot of changes in one single team. So yeah. we're coming into the off end of the season now, and you, you look at these players, and and they haven't had game time. Far from it. Um, so you want to try and keep the same core of players, I would say, for the. The, the final run of games, uh, I, I, I fully agree with that. Of course, the exception on that one is, is Wilson coming back into the team. But I think now there's another question saying, how do you get the likes of Fraser and Saint in that team? Um, Fraser, for me, you probably don't, if I'm being honest. Saint, you're looking at changing formation once again, um, or obviously sacrificing somebody like... It's hard. It is really hard. Bruce has got a very, very tough decision to make. But the reason why he's got that tough decision is because he doesn't know his, his best formation. He doesn't know his best team. So we're, what, we're eight games left now, and we're still in the position where we think, who we're going to play this week? How we're going to do it? Hmm. I, mean, I, even I definitely though we agree. Had, had, you go, Mark. Sorry. You go, Mark. Sorry. Even, even though we had a, had a front, front three, you kind of... You cannot say that we would we would easily adapt that front three to 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 take those players into it, like you, you cannot say bring bring Saint in and play him in because you, you essentially would be asking him to play in that 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 slightly to the left row where Almiron w- was playing mm-hmm. behind the behind the striker, um, and it's it's not where he does his his good work. Um, so I, I don't know. Do you do you drop Joe to bring him in? And and have Joe and Almiron in in behind you, your striker of of Wilson. Um, 
I think the likelihood is as once them three are, are fit, we'll, we'll we'll revert back to that the false nine with with Miggy in the middle and Saint left and and Wilson right, um, mm-hmm. to to get them into it. Otherwise, if you you're going to stick with what you you've got, then you've got to think it's it's Gale that's missing out to get Wilson in, and then how like you've just said, how do you get Saint into that team because the the the, the setup doesn't really suit them. Yeah, I think I think we've we'll mentioned it before, but I think with Saint, you have to have him in that team. You do have to have him. Um, we've picked up a point, right? Let's be honest; it wasn't it wasn't a victory. It was a single point. Um, so, so you need players like Saint in there that that might push you that little bit more, and, and that have that tiny bit of brilliance that will get you on the front foot and and go and win a game. So no matter what, I think at the point where we're going to have to force Saint in somehow. Well, well, that second goal, I mean, you know, I, there was a lot of good things happening in that goal, but St. Maximum did brilliantly well to to sort of cry two of them, give it out wide to Richie. Uh, you know, there's not many players we'll have could have done what St. did in that moment. Um, mm. Also, you've just mentioned his name and I'll come on to him now. I, I thought Joe, Joe Linton had his best game for us by a mile. To take his goal out of it as well. I mean, it, sometimes you, people score a goal and they can play poorly, but still people say they've played well because they've got a goal. I think even if you took his goal out of it, I thought he played really well. Um, mm. And it's quite weird that, I mean, if if it's between him and Saint, you know who I'm choosing all day of the week, right? Yeah. It has to be, right? Um, but I was pleased for Joe Linton yesterday. And also, speaking of the second goal, he played a massive hand in that one as well because his header back across was brilliant. Um, so I was pleased for him as well. He took his goal very well and all. Yeah, we, we said this uh, during the game and on the, the uh, live reaction. Me and Bestie we said that it was probably a, a flip of a coin between uh, Joe Linton and Richie, who got man of the match. Uh, for me, Joe Linton probably just would have nicked it because, like like you said, Decker grabs the first goal. It's a great strike as well. Tucks it perfectly in the corner oh, with his perfect. right foot. Um, and perfect. obviously the, the second one. He, he likes playing Tottenham, across. doesn't he, in the league? Eh? He, he loves it. Tottenham. Absolutely loves it. He loves playing Tottenham. But yeah. I, I just felt, I, we've said this in the past with Joe Linton, though, we'll say he'll get his goal, then the performance will come after that. And will it? <laughs> Is it really going to happen? Um, probably not. Probably not. But no, probably not. if you're looking at that game as, as a single entity, then he had a great game. He did. He, he had oh. chances before his first goal as well. He, he, did, he had yeah. that one where he... He had a, a very strong shot that he hit. I guess the shame was is he hit it more or less straight at the keeper um, early on in the first half. Um, I smashed him in. And then smashed it. Yeah, yeah. So he caught it, caught it well. And for for all that we we kind of went one nil up. We, we had probably two or three good chances before that. Gale had a good chance. Oh, um, Gale's where, was just an incredible chance. Yeah, it, it, I mean that the, the one where the, the keeper the, the the first one where the keeper saves it is. Hell of a save that from Lloris, like how he keeps that out. He's he's at full stretch diving, and then he gets lucky with the follow up because he, he kind of just sits on it. Um, just and, and Gale on just it. can't kind of yeah, can't can't squeeze that, it that, in. That's but... where you have to credit Gale, you know, in terms of like other than Wilson, that's why he's so good, isn't he, Gale? I know he didn't score, but I mean the position he gets in, you know, Shelby's ball in is fabulous, by the way. Um, but Gale just peels off that last defender so well, doesn't he, to find it's, that space. It's... It's on on the defender's shoulder every single time, yeah. um, hence why it works so well in the championship. And those later on in the game where Almiron maybe puts a ball. No, oh, is it one way or the other? Is it Gale that puts it in for Almiron? Almiron that puts it in for Gale. And the, the touch is so heavy. The it's Gale to Almiron. Is it Gale it's Almiron? Yeah, it's really heavy. Yeah. It's yeah. but 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 once again, you're looking at those sort of players: Almiron, Gale. That that 
are looking at getting as high up the field as they possibly can. Yeah. And it's something which you don't really get with Joel in on. Um, he, he seems to drop deep a lot of the time to come back for the ball because he's not he's not yeah. not touching it if he doesn't. But but today we so saw the opposite. Um, that that the front three linked up so well for that moment you're on about there. The ball went long and Joel Linton did amazingly well to hold it up, and he gave it to Gale who then tried to play Almiron in, and it would have been the perfect, you know, the front three playing as a as a as a trio if you like properly. Mm. Um, but it, it wasn't to be. But I thought. You know, you know what it is, right? Other than other than Kraft, if I'm being honest with you, I thought everyone had a good game. I, I really did. Um, I, I couldn't really see any. I thought Shelby played well. Um, for, surprisingly, I didn't think we missed Hayden. I thought we might have missed his bite in midfield, but I thought Longstaff brought that quite well. Um, yeah. Loads of energy from him. Certainly for a good for an hour. Loads of energy from him, working hard, good on the ball. His pass for Joel Linton, by the way, was brilliant. That Joel Linton didn't have to break stride. It was just perfectly for him to run mm. onto him. Um, and I thought the, we fully deserved thing, the, the, you, the, you mentioned Decker yeah. players coming back into the team. Uh, another one was Sean Longstaff, and I'll come to you, Mark. Um, it's a player that, that of course, his, his chips have been down um, when we've seen him the, the last few times. But we've still been desperate to see him because you've got the likes of Hendrick having his chances. You get Shelby playing week in, week out, and, and underperforming. So, so we've said for God knows how long now, get one of the Longstaffs back in and, and see see what he can do now. And... He, he, he performed well. I, I don't want to get uh, over over the top of this one, but but he did. He played well. He was looking at putting the ball forward, something which we don't normally see from the other two lads in centre midfield, where, the, where they just normally pass it sideways or back. Longstaff actually looked like he wanted to get up the field. Yeah, I think, I think that was the main difference. He, he didn't he didn't set the world alight with his performance, but it wasn't it, it wasn't kind of a, a performance seen for weeks and weeks in midfield like you say he was he was positive he was looking to to play the ball forward and, and and get us on the move and I think that again helped with with only having the two in midfield went with we're having the wide players because it looked to get one the the front foot and play it into the into the front three and then get those wide ones like up up and supporting them and stuff like that but he just kept the ball moving didn't he um you me only kind of Fear was with was having the two in the middle because n- neither of them have got you know any kind of pace a- about them at all, and you, you worry looking at Shelby and hit Longstaff to think oh we're going to get a little bit of over overrunning midfield, um if they're going to hit when come through but they didn't really do that to to be fair I mean to, to, let, let's make no bones about it Tottenham weren't great but so did, did that did that make us look better than we did because I think we we looked we looked decent probably in in the grand scheme of the game you think we. We, we definitely deserved a, a draw. Probably did enough to win it with the chances that we had in in comparison to mm. to Tottenham. Um, this this is what's like annoying us more. I, I will stay with you, but but then there's been a lot of people saying, "Yeah, but Spurs were shit." Like we, you can only play the team that's in front of you. And yeah, how true. many times this season have we said, "Well, we were shit." That that team yeah. won because oh, we were shit. Yeah. But yeah. we're not a Spurs podcast. At the end of the day, we're a Newcastle United podcast, so we're yeah. not here to sit and say Spurs are crap. This player was crap. That player was crap. We're, we're done well, and the improvements were, were there to be seen. Um, and, and they really were. Only last week we were saying, "There's no fight. There's absolutely nothing left in that team. They look drained. They look relegated." What we saw at the weekend is a polar opposite once again, which is what frustrates us the most yeah. watching those players because one week they'll the, the look like they're up for it, and the next week it's like we're already in, in the championship, we're already in League One, man. At one yeah. stage, it's and that's what annoys us the most 100%. I mean, we've we've always kind of said after having 
poor displays that we we need to see a reaction from the team and we need to see a reaction from the players and up until the weekend we we haven't really seen it kind of coming off the back of a of a, of a poor performance um we definitely seen that it, it on on sunday because the they definitely did go after the game. They, they, they worked hard for each other. You've seen it when you know when we were having chances, when we scored goals, they were all in there together, celebrating and stuff like that. And and for me, um, we, we mentioned him earlier on. Richie just epitomises that. He's look, he's not the greatest footballer in in that team, but what he brings into that side for me is just irreplaceable. He brings commitment, passion, drive. He's he's. He's, you know, having that is it, it gives you an extra level kind of on on the pitch. And mm. when when you see Joe's first goal score, like when you when you see the highlights, kind of just just with the noise from the pitch, all you can hear is Richie. He's just screaming at the top. He's like so happy about the goal, and he's like when he's celebrating with it, he's like he's screaming at them and you know slapping them on the back of the heads and stuff like that. He just he just gets it. In, I in, think uh, that is what you want in your team. I think he, he makes players accountable on the field. He'll, yeah. he, you know, for an error or for a lack of effort, he'll make players be accountable for what they're doing. Um, and to touch on both of the players that come in, if you think of the first goal, Richie does brilliantly to charge them down twice almost, charges them down. Yeah. And then Longstaff's the person, Longstaff's the one picking the ball up on the, on the edge of the box to play that pass. Now, the flip side of that argument is if you, let's say you didn't have Richie in the team and you had Hendrick in instead of Longstaff, that entire first goal doesn't happen. Because there's no, no way any, anyone would be as um, tenacious as what Richie was, and Hendrick would never be on the edge of the box looking to try and play a ball in. So, you know what I mean? Like, and, and the, 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 In answer to the real question, consistency's been a huge problem for all season, right? We, we might see a glimmer of a first half or a glimmer of a second half where we think, right, is this something we can build on? And we never do. And and that's the concerning thing for me is we never do. So, you know, think, fingers crossed that this may be... It, it's frustrating because you're playing a team there that's fifth in the league going for top four, right? In the in the final of the Carabao Cup. And then two weeks ago, you're playing Brighton who are third bottom or fourth bottom or whatever. And you see such a polar opposite of performances. I guess I guess it comes back to the argument of different individuals on the field. But still, it's, 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 it does frustrate us as fans, though, doesn't it, when you see so much shit performances against lesser opposition. And then when we play against a team that I thought we were going to get bad against, we actually turned up. Yeah, no, no, the, you're right, mate. And, and like I said, there, it, it is really annoying as a fan base watching that. Um, and it, obviously, what what I mentioned is, is our WhatsApp group. Where when obviously after our game, um, it, it went straight to, to Fulham Villa, and, and Fulham Mitrovic took the lead from from an, a wayward pass, a loose ball. He just. Gets on the end of it. Yeah, gets on the end of it and puts them one nil up. And I think we've said this a couple of weeks ago. We, I said, as soon as we hit that relegation zone, we're not getting back out of it. And I swear to God, when I realised that that Fulham were win, I thought, no, that's us done for. I really did think it was, Um, but it it wasn't the case. Um, Obviously, Villa did go. What was their final score? Three one. Three one. Yeah. Three one. Three one. Three one. Yeah. Within like seconds, I felt as if Villa just took the lead. Yeah. Um, but I, I hope from that game is that that takes a little bit of the wind out of Fulham seals, if I'm being honest with you. Um, and I've, I've got everything crossed for that because if they had won that, then, then their confidence once again would have been sky high and you would rather be in Fulham's position than ours, even with the game in hand. But I think on the flip side of that now, that result, both ours and the, the Fulham result, 
gives us that little bit more hope than what I did have on Friday night, let's say. Southampton beating Burnley as well, that dragged drag them mm. back down into it as well that on, on Saturday, was it? Saturday or Sunday, uh, Friday? One of the two, can't remember. So that 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 keeps another team kind of in, in contention down the bottom there as as well. Like, But it, it I just think feels the... weird to have cheering yeah. on Aston Villa, doesn't it? And hoping that... <sighs> That you know, whoever Fulham's playing can can beat them because it's just awful having to rely on other teams to to do your favours. And I mean, God, it just seems like Villa's Villa's having to do it all the time for us. Is is beat who <laughs> they're playing to, to do us a favour? Yeah. It, it it is shit to be in this position. To, to you know, a club like us, you would think, God, I mean, surely we've got to be good enough to not rely on other people. Hmm. Um, but it, it, it's where we're at, right? It's the position we're in, and it is what it is. Um, other than the Brighton game because I only had this opinion on the Brighton game, I have tried to say throughout that, in a relegation scrap, week by week, the emotions change. You know, like you'll you'll have a week where you think that's it, we're dead and buried. Yeah. I think it was, the, was it the, was it when we got beat off Villa? When the players were lying on the floor and had their head in the hands. I knew it would look, look like we'd be relegated then. Yeah, and, th- and I, that was a long, well, it feels a long time ago anyway. Um, and then you've got like the, split, the flip side, yeah, the flip yeah, side of, yeah. of us getting a draw there and Villa winning, all of a sudden, even I looked at the league table and thought, bloody hell, like three points clear with the game in hand. Like, even I felt more positive. And maybe next weekend we'll get beaten, then we'll win. I mean, I fucking hell, we're relegated. It's going to be. I well, think I think that's, that's massive. I think I think this weekend is pivotal now. Um, we need. I, I feel as if I'm saying this every single week, Mark, <laughs> but I, I think we need to get all three points. We, we need to against Burnley because after Burnley, we've got a horrendous. Yeah. run of games we've got what four or five games against the top six teams or something daft like that it's absolutely lifting our fixture list after after next sunday yeah and, and like i've just said them them coming off the back of a defeat as well that that drags them back down whereas if we can you know get get one out because i think that i think they're only three points ahead of one now so we'd, we'd go kind of equal on points with them but I don't know. It's like Dick has just said there. We seem to do it against the the teams you don't expect to do it. But then you look at you know in weeks gone by, you look at your Sheffield United, West Brom, um, you know Brighton. It's it's them games that you you need to win. Where we're well, we're we're twenty eight minutes in, and I'm going to see his name. Um, This was the difference on the Rafa. We're picking up those points against those teams around us. It's a complete opposite league. Yeah, the mini league and Rafa, you always won that mini league. Mm-hmm. Always complete opposite. Now um, we're, we're losing yeah. those games. Not even drawing them. We're losing those games. No, you're right. And we've got a, we've got a bit of a tough run in. I mean, I, I looked at obviously Sky put it up quite a bit yesterday, and you know, ha- having said that, having said that, I mean, you know, you've got Fulham, you've got Burnley, you've got Sheffield United. I mean, and I I agree with what Adrian's saying that they took all them games there. You probably lose them all, right? Yeah. Well, so so Adrian's put on the screen there. We've got much. West Ham, Leicester, yeah. Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal. That's all after Burnley. So, to, to, to me, and we've said this from, this is why we wanted him sacked, by the way. We said we had Burnley, Sheffield United and Fulham. Them are the, there's nine points there. Fulham are not getting nine points. Let's just get that clear. So, I think if you win two of them, you're safe. No, that's nah, getting clipped. I Honestly, I don't know where I clip it. But they're not getting nine points. And I think if we could get two wins there, plus we've already three points ahead, remember? Like, well... I know they got a bit of goal difference, but even that got a bit of a kick yesterday. Um, you know, I think I think we'll be all right. You know, I do. I think we'll be all right because. But I agree with what Chris said there that this weekend against Burnley, it, 
I'm going to say it like it feels like a must win. <laughs> who do um, Fulham have? I'm not sure who Fulham have. Somebody will tell us in the uh, comments. Well, they you. had a shocking run. Yeah, I, I know well they've. I know they've got. Uh, they've got hard games, haven't they? Um, but yeah, I, th- I think they've got Wolves at home next. Wolves. All right. Okay. Wolves are playing at the minute yeah. as well, aren't they? Then, the, mind you, then they've got uh, Arsenal, Chelsea, but then they've got Burnley, Southampton. Yeah. So them have also got. And then they've got us, of course, on the final game. So them have, in their minds, then they'll have three games that then believe them can get nine points from. Like this this is once again. This yeah. is why Sunday is huge for us. Absolutely huge, yeah. because uh, it, would be, it would put some daylight, right? Wouldn't it? If we mm, could win, you know, it would yeah. just stretch it a bit. Because if we pick that three points up, then Fulham go and win their next game. Then then we're still in the same position. We're still three yeah. points ahead of them with a the game in hand. We need to keep that all the way through because mm. we just saw the, the level on points there, and it drops us in the relegation zone. Yeah. And and our goal difference, I think there's a five goal difference between ourselves and Fulham. Um, so, well, it's probably less now to be fair because it got beat. I think uh, it's three yeah. now. I think it, yeah, because three, three goals. Yeah. 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 But still, three, now, three, yeah. three, you know. Um, yeah, it's 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 a extra point, isn't it? Um, with with goal difference, and I, I don't want to be in a position where going in that game against Fulham needing anything from that game. I want to be going in that game safe as houses. Well, in fairness, yeah. I mean. Half an hour to go, we were in the relegation zone because of that that goal difference, you know. For so, you know, it, it does prove how important it is. Like, um, and and it's going to be nip tuck all the way, isn't it? It just is. I mean, I agree with what Mark said about Burnley getting dragged back in. Who knows if we beat them at the weekend? That's another result that the you know all of a sudden Burnley might start falling. But we have to just tr- we have to just do our business, don't we? We have to do what we have to do, and and I think a big part of that is getting Wilson back on the pitch, mm. but also keeping Richie in the team. Um and and it, to be honest, the, the three people that came in stick with them with them with them players. I think was yeah. it Callum put in there about Longstaff looking tired? Was it? Cal- yeah, it was his legs. Yeah, so that his yeah. legs were. were he, he did, didn't going. he? He did. But mm. he's going. He hasn't played in so long, so mm. you know. Yeah, but 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 that's fair enough. Of course it is. But but you don't want to see Hendrick getting another chance at starting a oh, game. You definitely don't because how many how many chances we're going to give him? He's not a very good footballer to have in this team. He, far from it. If we're desperate for goals and we need to get up the field, he, he's not mean. He's not even making the bench for me. No, but it's a shame because. Sorry, Mark, you go, mate. I was just going to say it's a, it's a shame because when he came in, you, you thought, you know, this is this is somebody that can actually do a little bit bit of difference for us. He was an international player. He he'd been linked with some with some big teams and and stuff like that. And then in his obviously his first game that he came in and he scored and he he, he looked he looked a player. And then it's it's just gone steadily downhill for him, and uh, you know, bar a, a few moments in in games and a couple of performances, it's it's just been turgid for the the majority of mm. the time. But look, so so has it been for a lot of players. But I, I I'm I'm disappointed because I expected I expected more from him. Um, kind of with maybe with the reputation that he he came he came with. Um, but I think that. that the Burnley game, as you've just said, is 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 massive. That one, and I think the West Ham one, um, that we've we've probably got a bit more of a chance in that one because Declan Rice is now going to be out for a little bit, in and he's a player that makes West Ham tick massively. I mean, you've, I mean I'm you've not seen... sure that tonight, like the absolutely ran wild tonight, tonight. ran wild. <laughs> got three 0 in the first half. Yeah, against but... Wolves away as well. I uh, Lin- Lingard was. Unbelievable yeah. as well. They're, they're, he's, he's, he's the worry, isn't he? He's the I hate worry, to say it, but they're a great side. Like, I mean, Moyes has got them playing. Bloody Moyes, man. Christ's sake. But well, he's we, got them we playing smashed them since in them, didn't we? Um, yeah. yeah. It's, um, 
No, as I, I agree. I think Burnley's a huge one. And, you know, back to Hendrick there, <clears throat> I think in the modern game, certainly in centre midfield, you, you kind of carry players that are not willing to run around, right? And what I'm going to say here, because I know you'll be thinking it, Shelby, let's be fair, right? Shelby doesn't move much, right? But, like, yes, it is performance for Shelby, right? He still give the same effort, you know? But you have to admit, I thought he kept the ball moving really well, I felt, yesterday. He wasn't necessarily looking for too many Hollywood balls. He was just playing it simple. But he was keeping the play moving. Hendrick mm. can't even do that. Hendrick, like, I, I personally feel quite safe when Shelby's got the ball. If Shelby gets it, I'm like, oh, it's not too bad. You know what I mean? Whereas if Hendrick gets it, I'm like, fuck, I'll get rid of it. Like, I just panic yeah. straight away. Um, whereas when Shelby gets it, I do feel like a bit more, he's a bit composed on the ball. Um, but he's, he's lack of effort and he's running around. It's very similar to Hendrick's. And you, a team like us kind of carry that man. We're kind of carry, yeah. not two of them, we're kind of carry Shelby, Shelby and Hendrick not running around. You know what I mean? Wouldn't that teams just flow through? But, you know. Here's what it is. So, people who who are watching tonight, um, if if you do want to hire some questions, oh, oh, that was like proper, like Jody, that one hire some questions our way. Um, we'll certainly go through as many as we possibly can. Um, what what did you think of um, Debravka's performance yeah. overall? Debravka, um, yeah. So during the game, I was harsh on, on the second one um, on, on Kane's, but then looking back at it, Kane takes that so well. Like so, so well. He literally smashes that on the deck. The brav gap. I don't think you, you can get down any any faster unless you, you dive before Kane's even hit the ball. Um, I, other than that, he didn't really have much to do, did he? I would agree with Chris on that point. He had no chance on the goal. I mean, it was just what it was. But I thought, I thought his distribution was dreadful, and he couldn't command his area at all. Like that's that's, I, I, that's he's not, made a glass, isn't he? He's that's like, uncommon as well for Debravka because he's normally really good at that command in his area. He came out once and he, he proper slapped at the ball. I remember that. Yeah, there was a couple of corners where he came out and tried to punch at. Yeah, he came out That's why I asked just... the question. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. I agree. Just, there was just occasions for me where he just, and you, you've just summed it up perfectly there, Chris, where he just didn't command his, his area where he's normally very good at it. Um so it just worried us a little bit um, that that he just didn't seem to have that confidence in his in his own performance um, of of being able to to shout because there was I think there was a couple of times where you expect him to maybe whether I don't know whether it's him shouting for it to, for a defender to leave it or or not and the defenders leaving it just, but there just seemed to be a, a little bit of a lack of communication at mm. the back that that dominance of his penalty areas from from corners and, and balls into the box like high where you'd expect him to come out and, and either catch them or really put his fist fist through it and and get them clear where he just he didn't connect with it properly uh, and stuff like that. Even the the, the one from uh, where Miggy had to clear it off the line. He mm. came out and and, and kind of tried to get that and obviously was beaten beaten by the uh the, the I can't remember which player it was the Spurs player who who then obviously Gets it in and Miggy headers it off the line, but there was just a couple of couple of occasions like that um, yeah. where you can yeah, do it. Yeah. On on there's on a comment the there from from, from uh, Michael Mark that that says, "Do you think it's a confidence thing with Dubravka? Uh, or is he still a bit rusty? We've got to remember that he has had a lot of time out um, on the sidelines, um, so so it might be a case of that. But there's some of them it's where been you a think few games now though, hasn't he? Uh, well, you think uh, no matter how long he's been out. He should still be coming out and collecting the ball because that that's what if I think of Dubravka, that's what I know him for. Dominating that, that six yard box. 
I would say to I'd say it's confidence a little bit because mm. I, I'm going to I, I don't know, listen I don't want to bash him here but the first game he came back he made a howler right mm-hmm. well some people don't think it was but I do right he got chucked under the bus his first game back didn't he Bruce? yeah um, it was a poor you know it was, it was poor right um, and he hasn't really done much in games to think like you know you have we haven't been on here going God Almighty thank God he was in goal the Brighton game, that first people, game. people were criticising him against, against Brighton for the, certainly the first goal he didn't even dive well I think the um, first game he had that clangor but then I think not long after he, there was an unbelievable save about 10 yeah. minutes afterwards It's that's what he kept with yeah. the though, wasn't it yeah I still think that just hit him but that's just my opinion um, but uh, I didn't think he saved it necessarily he was just, he was just there and it just hit him but anyway mm. um, but maybe it's a bit of both but what, the one thing that you would like to see from him right, or from any goalkeeper not just a Bravka is just to be stronger you know, like when he comes out for the ball, really come out for the ball. It it seems like to me he's waiting for contact. He comes up and he's just waiting for it. We, we got one free kick given forward, actually. It was never a foul. And he, he fell over and I was like, well, you need to be stronger there because next time that might not be given. Mm, um, yeah. But listen, I mean, he hasn't done enough to not warrant his position. He still stays in goal, we'll carry on. But yeah, I yeah. agree with Mark. I do agree with Mark that he hasn't exactly been great since he's come back in fairness. Mm. Yeah. Um, next one up is from Matthew West. He says, uh, since we, uh, since we are meant to have no money to spend next season, would you take Townsend back on a free? Um, I'll start with this one. And I say no, because I think winger-wise, I think we've got more than enough wingers. Um, I think it's it's one position where we'll, we'll do have plenty of options. So for me, Townsend, probably not. Digger? Um Yes, if the number stayed well... Are we in the championship at this point and win the Premier League? No, no, pr- Premier League, Premier League. <laughs> um, I don't, do you know what it is, right? I don't know because that right-hand side for me, I still don't really... I I, I, I see Saint and Fraser as a left winger. You know, the inside mm. forward Murphy's coming inside. Right winger. Inverted winger. Murphy, yes, I, I'll give you that one. Almiron, we don't want to see out there. I know when we have the front three fit, we normally play Wilson out there. Is this kind of weird... False mm. nine, whatever the hell it is. I'm not really a fan of that, but it, if it works, great. But Townsend would fit right wing, right? Period. Yeah, he, that's he's, just he's a right winger. Yeah. So, you know, on a free, wages obviously could be an issue. I don't think I'd say no to it, like, because the thought of seeing one side, Townsend the other, and Wilson does give us a hard on, like. If you had to sacrifice one of your wingers, though. Who you sacrifice? It, it ain't Saint. So, <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, is Fraser then, wasn't it? We, we haven't we haven't got any right wingers other than Murphy, Murphy. and yeah, potentially I mean. potentially Richie, you know who who we'll saw Joe in on the right hand side a couple of times as well, haven't we? Yeah, yeah Joe plays it, out there. That, that's where Townsend's more natural, isn't he? That, that's yeah. where he's playing. You know. Yeah, it's you, you come back that 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 discussion point that we just had earlier of how would you get him into the team because you would have to change and you'd have to play a completely dif- different formation. Oh, you're playing 4-4-2 order... to get two well, wingers in. You have, you have to play a four in midfield to, to get Saint out on the left and get Townsend out on the right. Well, not um, really. You could play a front three. You could play 4-2-3-1, you know what I mean? Or what, you know, you could play... Yeah, but... My, my, my dream moving forward as a team, I'm not saying we're going to do this next season, but I'd love to see we'll play four front, right? In the sense of our run is the ten. Saint left. Let's just hoy him in there. Townsend right and Wilson up front, mm. and then two sit two holding midfielders to allow them four to fuck off and do what they want. Your holding midfielders need to be better than Shelby, by the way. But I'm on about two holding midfielders. I just sit there and protect and allow your two wingers and Almiron to cause loads of trouble. I think that in that be... situation, though, you need two very good holding midfielders. Yeah, I agree. 
I, I do agree. The, the, I do agree. The, the teams that play that are, are the likes of Liverpool, who who play that. You know, the three very high high players in Salah, Firmino, and um, the other one whose name I can't read. Uh, I couldn't think of his name there. So, to, in in order to play a three like that, then yes, it would be fantastic. But like Chris has just said, you then need your midfield just just to sit there and be solid and you need to have a very good defence. But then you, you look at yesterday's you look at yesterday's performance and I know it's only one game, it's a small sample size. We only had two centre midfielders and that was Sean, uh, Longstaff and Shelby. And I felt that they did quite well in regards to because I thought they'd be overrun. I, I, I did when I seen that on paper. I said, oh Jesus. And they're doing well. So you know say it's impossible but sometimes I just feel like that's been our dream, though, right? Even this season, Fraser, Almiron, Saint, Wilson—it's what we've mm. all wanted to see. Because I feel sometimes, you, sometimes in certain games, you need to be putting the onus on the opposition to think about you and think, "Fuck now, these four kill if we go forward." Do you know what I mean? Rather than thinking about them, how can them hurt us? Just yeah. maybe thinking about. There's, there's a great question Pro- here, but by Daryl, um, I, I will move on. Uh, with with Daryl, he's been mentioned quite a bit. Not Daryl, um, Lejeune. <laughs> Uh, a lot of talk about uh, Lejeune because he, he just he did pick up a, um, a player this season uh, for where is he? I can't remember where he is. Uh, what they called him? Alvarez. That's the one. Um, he just picked up player this season there. I think I think we've all been. I, I think there's no argument with this one. I think we've all been in agreement that Lejeune was probably our favourite centre back. I might be wrong here, but I, I, I love Lejeune. Me, it's a no-brainer. He, he absolutely has to come back. It, I think sending him out on, on loan for a season, getting him into a, a league that is a little bit slower, a little bit more technical, just brings out the best of him. Get him away, get him to, to ease back into the game, get him get him his confidence back, get his fitness back. It's whether he wants to come back. That's, that's so another Mark, question. What you're saying because... there does seem logical. It does. But apparently the reason why Bruce let him go was because Bruce doesn't fancy him. Uh, Bruce doesn't think he's that good of a defender. So Bruce didn't send him away to get game time. Apparently Bruce sent him away because he just didn't read him. But that's because Bruce is a bloody is is an old fashioned. You don't get a face like Steve Bruce being being a ball playing centre half. He is the one there where he sticks his his head in in you know in where it matters and in clattering people. Lejeune isn't that type of player. He's classy. Steve Bruce wouldn't have liked Colaccini because he. He could play ball. Yes, he, he he was you know would have would have dished out the the rough stuff as well. But he was a very good ball playing centre back. Um, it, it's it's a no brainer. Lejeune is the best central defender that we have at, at the club, and it's it's criminal that he's that he's he's not there. But I think it's worked out very very well for him to to go there and, and get it in. And you cannot look at his performances and think he's a crap player. So it, it's, it just goes it's to show you, Steve Bruce. I'll come to you, Decker. It's probably worked in Lejeune's favour quite a lot because you could probably imagine other teams looking at him thinking, hmm, well, my fancy a bit of that. I'm a, I'm a big fan of his, and I, I said this before, certainly some of the, the best football that we played as a team was when we had three centre-halves and we had Shea, the right-hand side of Lascelles, and Lejeune, the left-hand side of him. Yeah, we, we, we were causing real trouble because both of them could play football, right? Um, they were both oh, nice Shaw and Lejeune used to go on little here. adventures, left, right and centre. And the amount of times we used to cross field, you know, share it to one side and Lejeune to the other, yeah. um, all the rest of it. My only concern with Lejeune is the speed of our league. And mm-hmm. Mark made a good point that he's went to a different league that's a slower league for him 
etc etc um i would definitely take him back 100 of course i would i wouldn't i wouldn't say sell him but i'd be interested to see how he fares in the premier league after the injuries he's had he was not really the quickest in the first place um but his talent and quality you, you, you cannot um you can't knock that no way mm. yeah Dar- I think Darryl his position and gets him out of gets him out of trouble of not necessarily needing that pace because if you can read the read the game better you can you can understand the positions you need to be and then you can get away without you know needing to, to rush back but I'll take I you back to Watford when... at home mate Watchford at home when we got beat 3-0 cleverly scored and was it cleverly was it I don't know or maybe Leicester sorry maybe Leicester apologise and he really had a shocker big was time twice did it was it his fault twice did, did, twice yeah. and it was just lack of lack Awareness. of speed lack of you know <laughs> what I mean and, and but I, I do give you that no question that he's got talent, right? Mm. And I love how he's calm on the ball. That's why I love Shea. Daryl's mentioned another question there. Do you think we'll extend Shea's contract too? I mean, I would. I think it's a no-brainer. I, I, I think it's a no-brainer um, with Fabian Shea. Take us back to the Man City quarter-final. I would say no. <laughs> I was so pissed off with well, that game. So it's like um, he wasn't even playing for that day. Yeah, there was something going on there. But yes, I would. I mean, Shea, I thought, played actually very well in the until he got injured. He was... He's another one though. He's brave on the ball, man. Isn't he brave on the ball. He'll dish it out every now and again. He's not. A, he's, not he's not scared. Um, but I love how he carries the ball out of defence. Some of that I mm. wish Lascelles could do because Lascelles, you know, I, let's say something here. I, I, listen, he might be a good leader and all the rest of it, right? But isn't it unreal that a professional footballer to, to be at the level he's at is so uncomfortable on the ball? It's it's literally like a foreign object of him. Yeah. Like it's just unreal how you can be so poor on the ball. I think like polar uh, opposites, uh, isn't it? Even oh, even I if you, you could look at at Lascelles and probably the, the closest one to Lascelles in in regards to to that old school centre back is it, probably Fernandez and even Fernandez offers a lot more than, oh, than what Lascelles does. Um, a lot more. Uh, night and day, yeah. those two. Uh, uh, Certainly I'm, comfortable I'm a huge controlling fan. the ball. Yeah. As soon as the ball's going towards Lascelles, I'm just shivering with doubt, and he mm. looks just so clumsy on the ball. He doesn't um, want the ball definitely <laughs> I mean, all day. If 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 he's going up for a header, I'm picking him all day. Are ah, you all right? Yeah, you're okay. All day long. But if it's at his feet, I, I, I don't want him anywhere near it. Yeah, you're right, now. Well, when you you look at Kane's first goal, I, I, I watched Lascelles and I've got to point my finger at Lascelles for that first goal because he basically gets sucked out from, from his position. He comes out towards the ball when there's absolutely no need to because he's nowhere near the player or, or the ball. He comes out to try and try and close it down and then realises he isn't going to get there but then tries to get back but by this point he's left Kane completely unmarked who's in behind him then the ball goes out and goes across to uh, into the middle to towards Kane and then we know Kraft comes across trying to get a, a block on and then it hits off his heel falls at, at, at Kane's feet that was but, yeah I agree with you there no yeah, I agree with you. and just to mention Kraft there I mean I actually credit him for getting where he got to because he did cover for Lascelles really well you know he yeah. covered but crazy when you get there, let's just kick just it in the stand. It. Let's just, just get rid of it. it. I, I, what was he actually trying there? Like it's so a lot of people said it. that he might have actually got a shout from Dubravka um, at the last minute. Could have been the case, but either way, even if you're getting a shout from the keeper there, you smash deal with it, it right? Yeah, Dumit you deal with it. I'll tell you, if Dumit's anywhere head. near that, he's launching that. Yeah, it's a way, and you regroup and you you take your medicine and get on with it. But like it was, it was just stupid, wasn't it? It was stupid. You you're far mm. better conceding a corner than a goal. 100%. So just just smash it out. But that 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 goal for me doesn't happen if Lascelles just holds his ground. There was no need for him to go out towards that ball, and it's that, like you've just said, his his decision making or when the ball is on the ground in front of him, where 
it just makes me very, very unsure. Um, yeah, I'll give you that one. And it's, I, I don't know, that 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 would be, you know, if you, if you look at all of the defenders we've got at the club, and look, we, we've had this 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 discussion many, many times that Lascelles would be bottom of our, our list, but then he comes into the team, he does a few things, you, you know, well, and he's like, all of a sudden, he's like, God, you, 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 you've got to have him in your team, but... I, I don't know. He, yeah, he right just there. doesn't fill us fill us with with masses masses of of confidence. I'd rather have Fernandez. Got, yeah. it's got to be Fernandez. I think, 100% I think the me. thing with ourselves is we, we do this so many times. We'll sit here <laughs> and, and we'll, we'll, That's we'll, what I mean. we'll we won't slay him. But we'll, we won't. We'll say that he's he's not good enough. Okay, and it ends there. But then when he's not in the team, it seems like the defense get worse. Well, this is this is this is the thing I will say about him is I do think he can organise. Mm-hmm. He perhaps is very vocal along the bat line, which you would expect a captain to be, or not just a captain, just a centre half. But for me, nine times, eight times out of ten, like when I see a goal conceded, I do normally point the finger at him. Either he hasn't tracked the man, or he's maybe came out of position, or or, or you know he's been poor in possession. Um, and, and for me, I'm, we've had this debate about centre halves for a long time. But if we're playing a four or whatever. I'd probably rather have Fernandez and Clark if it was a four. I, I think Fernandez is by far a better player than than Lascelles. I really do. Hundred percent. Yeah. I've always been a big fan of Fernandez. I, I really have. Yeah. Um, I think he he is very underrated as well in the Premier League. I, I think he's a great player. Absolutely fantastic. We've got to steal with him as well. Um, oh, he is. Yeah. He, he is. He is a good player. This little chat has just reminded us of something that I'd forgotten about until then. What What did you make of what uh, if the new centre half we had playing for the last ten minutes? Shelby. <laughs> playing at yeah. centre back, what was all that about? Yeah. Oh, I swear yeah. to God, when what's, I looked at the screen, I thought Shelby's playing centre back. Yeah, I shit a brick. Yeah, because if anybody's giving away a penalty playing centre back, it's mad, wasn't it? It's him. He almost went. I don't know. It was. A, I guess more of like a kind of a sweeper role, wasn't it? But it was just. And it's weird because he didn't do too badly. But I guess nah, he, he was, was okay. You know, he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't getting massively tested, but yeah. anything that was coming that way, he was he was sweeping up. But I, it did. It did it did fill us with a bit of uh, trepidation that Christ, if, if somebody runs at him or, or we're, we're getting an attack coming into there, then God help us. You know, it's funny about the, about the end of the game. Sorry, I'm going to go back for one second. Is you think Almiron's header off the line, which was obviously vital, but when mm-hmm. Kane hit the post as well, you know, if you think of them two moments in the game, very, very late on, <clears throat> well, before we equalised, the game could have been dead and buried. And I'm it would not, have been I'm incredibly harsh. I can't even remember Kane hitting the post. <laughs> all right. That was near the end. He cut inside. Dubravka was just beating all ends up. And he hit the he hit the post. Um, he should have scored, have scored, I thought, to be honest. could have scored just before. Yeah. Um, we, we got one where it, it comes across to the... Across he does the everything right. And it's does just, everything right. He does well to get it down because it's at an awkward height to, to to pull it down. But he then, I don't know, he, he just snatches at it, doesn't he? It's a talented, well, a talented striker just puts a bit of a curl on that and just curls it around the keeper. But Joe just, 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 he, he just, he just hits it, just absolutely hits it and thinks, yeah, I hope I'm chasing the goal. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But we had, we had some good chances. Miggy, Miggy had one from just from a direct from the kickoff in the second half where he tried to bend it around into the. The left corner around the keeper as well. well I, I think that was right after half time, and we started the second yeah, half really, really yeah. brightly. I thought as well. Pretty much from kickoff. Um, I think we had twenty-two shots of goal. I think it was mm-hmm. arguably the highest we've had all, all season. And this, um, this is what we've been looking yeah. for, though, Decker. We've said mm-hmm. so many times that we're not getting the chances. And that game against Spurs, once again, we can sit here and say Spurs weren't very good. They did look Roby at the back, but we were there to 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 take those chances. Of course, we didn't win the game. We know that. We know it's still only two. 
was it two wins in twenty one? We know, we know that we're not, we're not putting the likes of these players and that result on some sort of pedestal. Definitely no. not. But I said this to Bestie, and it is something which which Bestie does say quite a lot. Um, he's done it numerous times uh, over the last few weeks. Is yes, it was a good performance, and we did get a point at the end of the day. But now it's clinical to see what we do against Burnley because you need to carry that over. Because if you don't get anything against Burnley, then it's it's just a, another one we think of. We've got a point; it's not good enough. Yeah, well, but best he made that point, didn't he? Before um, when we oh, had to string, string of draws, and he said, you know, if you win, it makes them draws look good or, or, or be good draws. Um, and something else you made a good point there is that like it's sometimes difficult for us because you know we've come on the night to talk about that particular game. Mm-hmm. And I think some people that may not watch for regularly or whatever may come on and watch for anything. Bloody hell! Like, do they realise they haven't won in twenty games? Like, it, we are only talking in this isolation of ninety minutes. What we've seen, like, we know the bigger picture how shit it is. Christ, we've been on here every week talking about it. Um, but in so that ninety minutes, twice a week, mate. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly right. Sometimes try. We know that it's not good enough. We know that Bruce needs to go. We know Ashley's an arsehole. We know all of that. But judging on what that ninety minutes was. Does that give me more confidence that we'll get out of it and stay up? It does, actually. It does. Mm-hmm. And oh, as well, you well, mentioned, it leads us nicely you know, on this question, Digger. Well, it comes straight back to you. Gives you a bit of hope. Um, so David Marsh yeah. has said, um, as things stand, do you think we will stay up? It's it's a question which we would normally end the, the podcast on, but we'll go through it now before we end it. Um, stay with you, Digger. <clears throat> uh, I, I do. Yes, I do. And I, you know, in fairness, it wasn't necessarily... Um, it wasn't just our performance and our result. It had a hell of a lot to do with the Villa game. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously Villa. I, I just feel that, that that's got to be crushing for them Fulham players. You know, to be to be leading the game quite late on, really. In fairness, it was a second half to then completely crumble. Um, it tells us two things. One is that the players aren't actually that good, and Fulham are where they are because of what because of what they are, right? Um, and our performance, in fairness, was was quite good. Um, and we've hopefully got Wilson coming back. Saint obviously got minutes on Saturday, on Sunday, so you know I just feel that it's in our favour. That's how I feel. Mark, just. <laughs> I thought you were going to go on these accumulating points I, thing. I know. Rick. I know. <laughs> thought yeah. he was going to go well, off on one again there. It, 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 is, it is accumulating points because you look at like just look at oh, the last don't five. Don't say those five words, games. man. Jesus. <laughs> but. You think like what you've just been saying there about Decker about where all of these draws we've had like what four draws in the last five games, and those draws are looking good because Fulham have lost four of their last five games. Whereas you know had those results have been different and they'd have got draws or or, or wins, then the, the draws wouldn't been enough. But you know it's it's what Steve's saying is we've just got to keep picking up points and picking up a point every week is better than picking up none and as long as Fulham don't pick up points and we Steve, do Steve is in Bruce you meant oh it's in Bruce, Bruce. Just the way you say yeah, it yeah. me and Steve <laughs> okay so um, I, I think I think just we'll just stay up yeah okay. yeah um do you, do you know what it is? But I think it goes back. We we could sit and answer this question now. And now I'm sitting, I think we'll probably will say the same as Mark, that we'll probably just scrape by. But like I said previously, um, I don't want to be going in that Fulham game needing anything. Definitely not. Because yeah. we, we won't get anything. If we need something, we definitely won't get it. Um, but you could ask that same question at five o'clock Sunday afternoon and there mm-hmm. could be a completely different answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'd I just look at the games that we've got, and like we've just said, we've got Burnley and, and West Ham in the next two games. 
you'd hope we'd pick something up from those and then we're going to struggle. I think you're misjudging this West Ham game, mate. I really think you're misjudging West Ham as a team. 3-2 now, West Ham. Yeah, yeah, but West Ham are a good team. They're going for yeah. top four. Aye, but West, West, West Ham aren't having the best of. Yeah, they might have been playing well tonight, but they haven't been playing that that well in the last couple of weeks. They've they've Mate. lost. Uh, uh, they've lost. I think he's. Um, well, I think you've been looking at some uh, kind of old Premier League years last, or something. Last, yeah. last five games, they've lost two, won two, and drawn one. Better than our form then. So they've won two. Well, it is, but <laughs> I, I don't know. With just with with the injuries, look at the way that we played. We played against them. West Ham are going to absolutely annihilate us, I'm telling you now. You said that was going to happen yesterday. Uh, yeah, I did so, see a 3-0 league. So, look, you just, you never know. Mate, in, 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 at the moment, West Ham are fourth. The top four. Aye. But the, like, the, look, there's there's no doubt they've had a very, a very very good season. Very good season, mate. But, you know, in, in, in recent form, there's there's reasons to be hopeful. In, in those ones. But then after that, as I say, you've got Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Leicester. They're, them games, you're going to massively, massively struggle. Um, that, that's what I was just saying before, Keegan. You know, Rice being out is a is a boost for us. Uh, Lingard is is, is the worry. He's he's mm. massively turned them around since he, he went there in January. That's that's where their runners came from, is 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 it's since he's gone there, they've they've really taken off. And then your last two games you go in against, you've got Sheffield United at home and then Fulham away. So there that's the four games that I'm looking at thinking you've got to pick points up from those four. And then anything in, in the other four games in between is a bonus. I would much rather be playing Spurs again or Arsenal than West Ham, if I'm being honest with you. I suppose Arsenal aren't aren't any great shakes oh, at the minute. They're, they're mm. poor, like they're a poor side. Then, like, um, so I, I just want to read that one that Daryl's put on. Um, lads, did you hear there isn't a mole? Um, so, so stay Bruce's game out after game, and, and somebody met. I, I don't know how it came about, but but Bruce was saying that there isn't a mole, and he's he's not quite sure where this has all came from. Bruce, it, it came, came from, from you. Steve. you. You were mouth. the one. You were the one that said there was there's somebody leaking information out to the press, etc., etc. And you were going to find the culprit. I think his words were. Now there's never been a mole. What's going on with that bloke, man? Like, what is hey, going man. on? He's he just he, he says so world. much shite. He says so much shite. He forgets what he said. He literally does. As, as you spot on, you know, he he said there was a mole, and now there never has been, and everything's fine, and everyone loves each other. And they have gangbangs all the time. Like it's just like you literally came out and said there was a mole. Like so, why why now come out and say? And it, but just why even come out and say it anyway? Though you know I mean, just come on, talk about the performance, talk about what you're going to be working on for next week. Don't it, it, every time we get a point or we play decent, he seems to want to come on and like throw it down people's faces, doesn't he? Like ah, well you all said I'm rubbish and everyone's been kicking off about performances. It's just immediately on the back foot trying to have a go at people, and that's why. No yeah. one likes him. <laughs> he's very, very defensive, really is. Oh, um, unreal. you can't say anything unreal. to Steve Bruce. He's at the point where he's had a go at all of us. He's had a go at the fans, he's had a go at, at the media, Craig Hope. Um, like it's just said on the screen, he's still banned. Now Steve Bruce is, is arguing with himself, basically. Um is there anybody left in, in the northeast that, that Steve Bruce can argue with? His son? Maybe maybe Luke Luke Edwards. Edwards. <laughs> uh, maybe look, I, maybe look, but uh, yeah. I mean, it's that that that, that whole series of events was was just weird, wasn't it? He was he was asked the question around 
you know, the reaction from the players and the spirit that they showed. So it was like, you know, it was his opportunity to to, to almost praise them for the spirit that they had and mm-hmm. the fight that they had. And, and, he, and he went on the attack. He, he attacked the supporters. He attacked the, the media through through his comments. After he interrupted, as I might add, again halfway through the question, and and basically just just slagged off. Well, people are questioning um, our attitude, our behaviour. Qu- you know, questioning the mole and stuff like that. And it's like, Steve, you you couldn't you couldn't get this question any any wronger any wronger. Is that even a word? Any wronger? Any, I don't think any, wronger is a word. Any, any more any more wrong than, than you you have? It's just. It's just bizarre behaviour from him, isn't it? <laughs> that was Br- mate, brilliant, that's that's all those trips wonga. to Turkey. You know when you used to get the fake Newcastle shirts instead of Wonga that had Wronga on wonga. them. <laughs> wonga. <laughs> uh, just, it's just high. It's just it, it just sums him up though, doesn't it? You know, that he, he can it does. It does. And I think that's you have hit the nail on the head there, Dick Gary. He just he spouts so much crap he just doesn't know what he said and when he said it, or whether it's it's a quote that he's read or, or what. So John Gandhi puts a absolutely fantastic comment here, saying, "There's no mole, just like there wasn't a home fixture against Palace." It's funny, look, I actually had that in my mind there about the Palace game. Just forgot about that happened as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just you know, it's just it's unbelievable, isn't it? Really, but it's something that we've been, you know, us as fans have been noticing and seeing for for a very long time. You know, a very very long time, and and um, pundits and, and and everyone else seems to not see it. You know what I mean, and you know maybe the needles, the knives have turned a little bit, perhaps, but there's still a great proportion of people out there think. I mean, the other thing that I can't stand them saying, by the way, is experience. When he keeps saying, "Well, I've got experience. I've played. I've managed three hundred, whatever, a thousand games. I don't know how many it is. But yes, maybe you have, but you've been shit constantly. So yeah. how can you say I lean on my experience? Your experience it's not, it's that not you've a got lean on cap, is it? No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not, not an achievement. It's not an achievement to have lots of experience of fighting relegation battles. Yeah. And losing them though. I don't think he's like the every time he's been in one, he, he tends to lose it, right? So it's 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 another ridiculous comment to make. Um for, for me, you know, uh, uh, what I would I was speaking to someone, I don't know who I was speaking to, but I feel if he if he kept what up, right? He was still up and then he left. Like Yeah, he has the, to go. He has to. The, I know he has to go, but he's only going to go if he gets sacked. But let's let's be fair. But the only way he could leave with any kind of dignity, right? The fans would still hate him, but we'll go. Well, at least he's left. Like he keeps it up, and then he moves on. Right? Yeah. Fuck off. Thanks very much, Toro. Like you know what I mean? But he won't do that. And I feel that's the only ounce of dignity he could get from anybody is to do that. If we're mm. still, that, that's move the dream on scenario at the minute, isn't it? That, that it is, is, isn't it? Of course, it can is. hope for is yes. just just get it, get it, get we're over the line. Get we're safe and then piss off. I think, I I think the the way that we say that as well. I think that we will have to understand that that's going to be best for both parties. It's going to be best for Newcastle United and fan base, and it's going to be best for Steve Bruce because I don't want him to experience what it'll be like in St James's Park when fans are back. I really don't because it it wouldn't be a nice situation to to be in for for any human being. It really wouldn't be. So I I don't want him to be there for his own safety. I want to experience it. The only re- the, the main reason why I don't is because because we'll be nineteenth come December or January we'll be you know what I mean like if he stays here it's going to be worse next season it will be it just mm. will can be. It, he can it um, and, and well, it, well he's, he's still going to get left on his contract anyway so so he might still be here next year like like we said well, there was, un- unless there was he goes comments around him getting yeah. extended wasn't it yeah yeah I know he threw me phone out the window when I seen that one yeah. yeah. 
So th- this is this is what happens with, with well, this is what happens, with Mike Ashley. Mike Ashley awards failure. Um, so for <laughs> Steve Bruce, somebody who was touting top ten finish, this is where we wanted to be. Um, to give him a new contract for for just surviving by the skinnier teeth. That's not great. It's really not. <laughs> it's not like, and if you think we well, haven't got any money to spend in the summer, apparently, right? There's, there's nothing there, mm. um, for for whatever reason. Um, if we're not able to invest and bring new players in, oh Christ Almighty! I mean, we'll we'll we'll, we'll be very very lucky to stay up next season. We'll be lucky to stay up this season, but we are only going to go backwards the longer he stays at that football club. Simple as that. Mm. Yeah. No, he I'm has gonna, to go. Be... He has to go. Whatever happens. This season, whether we stay up or whether we go down, he has to go. Well then, I am agree. <laughs> well then, well then. Um, uh, to be honest, we could win the next eight games, and he has to go. <laughs> for, for yeah. me, he has to, no matter what, yeah. no matter what. And like I said, that he, he shouldn't be in the ground when fans are going there for his own sake. Um, because, like, like I said, there, it's it, it wouldn't be a pleasant experience for him to be involved in. Um, somebody that, that loves this club so much. Um, his boyhood club supports this club. That's bullshit that he keeps going on. Don't put yourself through it, Steve. Don't call in sick that day. Honestly, don't put yourself through it. Um, I, I'm done, lads, unless you've got anything else to go through. No, no, no. All done for me. All done. It was a little bit more rosier than normal, wasn't it, to be fair? A little bit. A little bit, a little bit yeah. yeah. Little Might bit, not yeah. be the same next Monday. Might be a little bit different. No, no, no. no. When's, um, so, sorry, when's that game? Apologise. Sunday, Sunday at- 12, I want to see. Oh, this isn't it, I Sunday, 12 or 2 or something like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm so. sure it's 12 o'clock kickoff on, on Sunday. 12 o'clock. Um, yep. There we go. We were live for that, probably. Yeah, probably. yeah um, I'll, I'll be free. So so if anybody wants to jump on a live, that then um, we'll do it. Um, yeah, um, Bestie. I've, I've just have, I've, I've completely forgot about Bestie. Bestie's not yet at night. <laughs> <laughs> you got the night off. might be back for Sunday, though. <laughs> we'll give him the night off because he he's, he's he had a busy weekend. Yeah, is there no way game. that we can watch it live together somewhere? In a garden? Like, is, is there a way we could do that? You'd have to watch it outside together. In a well, I, I know that. That's what I'm saying, right? Right. Let's yeah. let's try and work on that one. Let's try and work on that. It'd be funny, I think. Must be it, a way. It could, yeah, just some sockets. I've got all sorts of mine. Yeah, some sockets. Could, yeah, some sockets. I whack a telly in, whack your laptop in, stuff like that. Mm, we'll have a think about it. We'll, have a we'll, think. We'll, We've got a week, right? We'll put okay. our brains together and see if we could possibly do it. That's, do you not remember when you when you got out of bed this morning and there was this white stuff all over the place? Well. Outside, I mean. <laughs> like, not in. <laughs> know what your parties are like, Dagger. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you, <laughs> I meant outside, well, I like th- on your grass and on your car. <laughs> I was actually thinking of like, where dreams are something. You're turning into drugs yeah. there, isn't he? Yeah. I was thinking no, he's talking about know. snow? No, I know I he is, but he, he, he's, I know that, I know that. But the way you said it, I was thinking of where dreams and stuff when you wake up in the morning, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow, what a way to end it. Um, as yeah. always, we, we, managed to, we managed to put a smile on everybody's faces together talking about wet, wet dreams. dreams. <laughs> <laughs> we'll always be together. Together in Decker's oh. Wet Dreams. Oh, wow. Right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Don't forget to, to like the that. video. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. Thanks to, to the new members that have signed up tonight. Um, we, we do appreciate it. This video's uh, gone out earlier today. So Jack has done a video um, where he is doing a... Uh, what is it? How can we describe this? Speed odd, it was described as. So you can literally see 
Jack designing a movie poster with a little bit of a NUFC um, kick to it. Uh, but yeah, it, it's great. Um, very therapeutic. For three minutes, you just it's just nice to, to sit back and enjoy that one. There's plenty more to come as well. We'll have extra time this week. Um, like I said, we we'll, we'll might be in Decker's Wet Dreams to be doing a live watch along. <laughs> well, spe- <laughs> speaking of Decker's, Decker's Wet Dreams and oh, also wow. Jack, Jack's, Jack's poster, I did notice that Iosi Perez had breasts on the poster. Perez I found on the that uh, no, Perez. It's because there's a picture of Iosi Perez on the Sky Sports website here. Uh, Mickey Almiron. <laughs> Mickey Almiron has got breasts on the poster. Go and check it out. No, right. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> thanks, everybody. Um, Perez, so is him, Perez is going to be in my wet dreams. Is that what you're trying <laughs> to say? Well, him or Almiron, God knows. But either way, they've both Mickey, got breasts. Mickey Almiron with breasts, holding a couple uh, of pistols. There you okay, are. Right. That's what it was. Thanks, everybody. Watch what you're doing. See you later. Take care. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.